Every day, Comcast Business is helping businesses big and small go beyond the expected to do the extraordinary. Because beyond a simple transaction, there is making a customer for life. Comcast Business. Beyond fast. Take your business beyond at ComcastBusiness.com. Welcome to it all new WWE Talk. I am your host, the Big Cali Kid, Sean B. And damn, it feels good to be back. It's been a few weeks since I dropped my last episode. And uh, first off, I want to apologize. Last time I said uh, there wasn't going to be as big a gap in between my shows. And sadly, fucking, uh, between my work schedule and, uh, my other podcasts and shit, I've kind of been slacking and I truly, truly do apologize. I need to focus on all my shit equally and, um, I'm actually on vacation time right now, so that's why I decided to fucking... Come talk to all y'all awesome motherfuckers out there. And, um, sorry, I'm usually not this hyped up for the show, but, um, I just did. Just coming off the. Ah, can't even talk, damn. <laughs> I just did my other podcast, and so I'm pretty hyped up. So if I throw in some swear words, I try not to cuss as much on this show as I do my other podcast, just because I know that, um, <laughs> just because I know that there are more, uh, there's a lot of, like, underage people that are into wrestling, and I don't want to offend anybody at all. Because this show is solely for the purpose, for the love of wrestling. I have been a huge, huge, huge wrestling fan for, shoot, since I was in diapers, man. I've grown up watching wrestling. And I'm glad that I will get into Monday Night Raw and the other shenanigans first. But um, I just got to talk about some other things real quick. Um and being a wrestling fan that long, it is awesome that I've actually got my nephew into wrestling. He, um, besides, like, my brother up in Taft, uh, my co-host on my other podcast, um, um, besides him and his, uh, daughter and stuff, my nephew is, like, one of the biggest wrestling fans I know, um, and, like, he... He sits down, he watches Raw, SmackDown, everything with me. Um, this last time wrestling was in my hometown, 
it was his first show and I got him ringside tickets and he like absolutely loved it and here in a couple weeks they're going to be back in my hometown and I'm kind of pissed off because it has been probably over two years now since uh, we had a televised show here in Bakersfield and it's kind of uh, grinding my gears that they keep giving us the house shows like I love the house shows they're way more interactive but damn throw us a freaking televised one every once in a while and the two before that were both televised smackdowns and now we've had this two-year dry spell of house shows give us a televised raw like the moment they announced that raw's coming to bakersfield and it's gonna be televised i am going to like piss myself because i was like screaming with happiness <laughs> and i will definitely definitely get ringside seats and i'll hold up a sign that says wb talk so all y'all awesome listeners out there can uh see my pretty face smiling from ringside but um my nephew is he cracks me up because he like um like he, some of the wrestlers he likes, I'm just like, wow, because he's he has his own opinions and everything. He has wrestlers that I absolutely hate that he likes, and both of my nephews, um, my older nephew Blake, he's just now starting to come around to wrestling. Before he, oh, it's boring and stuff. Like I don't want to play with my brother's action figures. And now he's actually he'll sit down and he'll watch Raw with me and stuff and. He asks questions and he's coming around to it. And um, but my nephew, man, like he likes the Miz. When the Miz came back, he was like all stoked. I'm like, really? Like, why do you like the Miz? And he absolutely and like this breaks my heart so bad. I was like, I don't know where where I went wrong in teaching you the ways of wrestling that you would feel this way and it's like he absolutely hates the Undertaker um, the year Undertaker and CM Punk fought at Wrestlemania when Undertaker won my nephew started like crying like full blown tears crying because he was so bad that CM Punk lost he was like oh, I like the Undertaker he's like he's ugly he's like he and I was like what like Undertaker is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. How do you not like him? And he just don't like him. Um, I actually had to sit down a few weeks ago because um, he was living on the hope that CM Punk would be coming back. But I had to tell him that CM Punk's retired and it's looking like he may not ever come back to WWE. I've read a lot of inside, like... Um, stuff online and I guess he there was a lot of bad blood between him and the company when he left so um, shit could change there was a lot of bad blood between Vince McMahon and Bret Hart and they obviously squashed it but it that's one of the things that just like really makes me sad because CM Punk was a damn good wrestler he um, anytime he grabbed the bike, like Bray Wyatt, there's just them wrestlers, Stone Cold, The Rock. When they grab a bike, you shut the hell up and you listen to what they got to say. 
And CM Punk is one of them type wrestlers, you know. He worked the mic, he dropped, um, <laughs> and, um, exactly, um, I gotta pause real quick and give a quick shout out. This is the most interactive my show has actually been since I've been on here. Um, I got one of my good friends in my chat bubble here, Miss Selena. Thank you, ma'am, for tuning in. And um, JT's Rock and Roll Show. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. And um, yes, always all we gotta do is believe that CM Punk will come back, and hopefully one day. He will, um, but yeah, but back to the, my nephew and stuff, um, he like, um, he likes Fondango too, and, um, he was a huge fan of the Shield, um, when the Shield is split, he was like, he was pretty crushed, and I can't, I can't lie, I'm, I still believe in the Shield, um, some of the stuff I was reading, their their plans after all this stuff blows over, they want to start doing it like they um, do Degeneration X, where they'll bring the shield back for like small points at a time throughout however long. And I'm kind of glad that the shield split happened when it happened, because now we get to see the full force of the human wrecking machine. Roman Reigns. I every I've talked about this a lot on my show. Um, Roman Reigns. Ro, uh, sorry, <laughs> Roman Reigns is definitely. Um, they called Brock Lesnar this when he first started. The next big thing, and that is definitely what Roman Reigns is. Um, I was really hoping he would have won this year's Royal Rumble, but. Um, I know it's too early in his career for that kind of a push, but hopefully within the next year or two, he will win the Royal Rumble and at least hold the WWE World Heavyweight title at least once because he has a very, very bright future ahead of him. And um, that leads me to... Um, if you didn't get to watch last night's Monday Night Raw, it was actually the best Raw in in a while. It was pretty freaking awesome. Um, the show started off with Triple H, and I don't even remember the last time a Raw started without the authority. I think it was last week, actually, the first Raw I saw without the authority, and it was John Cena who came out. And I'll get to the whole Cena situation in a minute. Um, that's always my favorite topic because um, there's so much hate for John Cena out there. And um, but yeah, Ross started off Triple H out there. He was gonna announce. Um, he was just talking about later on in the show. He was gonna announce who the number one contender will be. Um, John Cena actually wasn't on Raw last night. I was pretty shocked coming off the Battleground pay-per-view and stuff. Um, um, if you didn't watch the Battleground pay-per-view, um, there was a fatal four-way match for the WWE World Heavyweight title in which Triple H was like adamant that John Cena was going to lose the titles. Um, and that fatal four-way was Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, Kane, and John Cena. And John Cena 
somehow managed to pull it out and walk away with the titles, much to the disdain of the authority. Uh, as of late, Cena has been been a thorn in their side, and I love it. Anybody who um, pisses off the authority um, has my support because um, Triple H needs to take off that damn suit and freaking... Um, <laughs> And get back to being the king of kings and start freaking blasting people in the head with the fucking sledgehammer. <laughs> and um, as the show went on, he said he would announce later on in the night that who the number one contender will be. And I'll get to that very, very shortly. I kind of gave it. No, I ain't even going to say it more. I'm moving on. <laughs> um, also, on Monday Night Raw, we saw. Um, Shoot, I can't. Is it Brie Bella? Uh, which one is fired? What of you guys in the chat bubble? Tell me, who is it that? Which one of the Bellas is is? Uh, damn it! I just completely brain farted. But the one Bella twin that's not fired was in the ring, and of course Stephanie McMahon has been like giving her the raw deal as of late. I every week put her in the handicap matches. Thank you, Selena. Uh, Brie Bella uh, was going to be put in a handicap match. And um, it's funny because um, during that match, she actually had a wardrobe malfunction. And they had a nip slip on Raw last night. And I just had to point that out. <laughs> um, oh, Brie Bella's the one who's fired. Okay, so Nikki Bella was going to be in the Fatal 4-Way. She's the one who had... The nip slip last night overall. As a guy, I had to point that out because that was just awesome. But um, Brie Bella was at ringside. And um, Stephanie came out and was telling her how everything that's been happening to her sister is her fault and stuff. And uh, Brie Bella called her a bitch. And, like, it had me laughing because the look on Stephanie's face. She, like, turned around. She's like, what'd you say? And, uh Brie Bella grabbed the mic from her and was like, you're doing this because you're it was like, it's out of spite and stuff. And Stephanie actually ended up like slapping the hell out of her. Like, I know wrestling scripted and all that, but that was like a legitimate straight bitch slap. Like, that was pretty awesome. And Later on the night, Stephanie McMahon actually got arrested. <laughs> Thank you, I was getting to that. <laughs> um, she got arrested for putting her hands on a customer, pretty much, because she's no longer working. She bought her ticket. She was sitting at ringside, and Stephanie McMahon attacked her. Uh, all this is leading up to Brie Bella is going to end up fighting Stephanie McMahon at SummerSlam. Um spoilers for some of you guys if you didn't already know that um, yes they're going to be fighting at SummerSlam and I am looking forward to that match it's been a while since I've seen Stephanie McMahon fight so um, that should be a pretty freaking awesome match um, later on on Raw we saw um, Rybaxel go against Biggie and Kofi Kingston um, it was a pretty good tag team match uh, Ryback actually, I am not a big Ryback fan. Ryback, a little, can't get all tongue tied here. Um, 
not a big fan of Ryback. I didn't like him when he first started. I still don't like him now. Um, especially teaming up with Curtis Asshole or Axel, my bad. <laughs> um, but he took it to Biggie Langston. Like I, the only other person I've seen manhandle Biggie Langston like that was Rusev, and um, uh, Ryback actually took it to him. And then um, it was a pretty good back and forth match, but Ryback actually he held the tights of Kofi Kingston and ended up picking up for the win, and that definitely moved him up that ladder, making him closer to them getting a title shot at the Usos. But um, I have a feeling that they're gonna have to go through um, the Rhodes brothers. Um, if you haven't seen Cody Rhodes as of late. Um, him and Goldust have taken freaks to like a whole other level. This whole Stardust persona of Cody Rhodes, like, I dig it, but I also like, um, like I'm freaked out by it at the same time because they're just so weird. And now um, I, I honestly. I would love to see like an old school tag team turmoil match for the titles. Have like the Usos versus the Rhodes Brothers versus Rybaxel versus like um, the Wyatts or something. But another um, back to the Ryback Axel Kofi Kingston Biggie Langston match. Um, um, at the end of the match. Biggie Langston and Kofi were in the ring talking and stuff, and then out popped. Um, is that Elijah Wood uh, or Xavier Woods? Sorry, Elijah Wood. I'm thinking about the Hobbit. Because Xavier Woods, um, he came out and told him it's uh, it's time we stop asking uh, to get stuff around here. We're gonna um, start taking it. And this is leading up to, I don't know how many people out there know about this, but this is leading to the reformation of the Nation of Domination. And I am pretty freaking stoked about this. Um, the Nation of Domination back in the day was exactly that. They freaking dominated. And hopefully they can put a good spin on this new uh, Nation angle. Um, because as of right now, it's Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston, and Biggie Langston. If they can get, like, Mark Henry in there and start picking up some titles, they will absolutely destroy. And I would eventually like to see that leading up to them uh, clashing with the authorities in some way. Um, and, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, Selena, Goldust is the normal one now. Um I'm going to comment on some of the stuff popping up here in my chat bubble. Um, JT Rock and Roll Show. I would absolutely love to see Goldberg return. Um, the last time he turned when he fought Brock Lesnar, I was like beyond stoked because I was going to be at that WrestleMania, but it sold out like so quick and I was like, I was heartbroken I didn't get to go to that WrestleMania because that was the last time I, Goldberg ever wrestled in WWE and yes, I would love to see him come back and fight. That would be a badass match to see him fight um, Ryback. I would 
definitely, definitely play to see that. <laughs> um, what else? The Rock and Roll Express. Hell yes. Awesome, awesome tag team. Um, oh, really? I, I haven't heard anything about Raven or Perry Saturn in like decades. Um, Perry Saturn would used to always walk around with that mop, cracked me up back in the day. And uh, thank you, Selena. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, yeah, definitely check out the rest of the show later. Um, I got some more stuff I'm going to talk about here uh, before I go off air. Um, so thank you. Thank you a million. Anytime you pop in, I truly appreciate it. It's uh, it's a delight having you in my chat bubble. Any of you, anybody listening in, feel free to chop me up in the chat bubble. It makes this, all my podcasts so much more fun when I have people interacting with me and stuff. But moving on to Monday Night Raw results. Um, later on in the show, um, we... Uh, Actually, it was before Raw started, I believe it was um, the Wyatt to actually attack Chris Jericho backstage. Um, Bray Wyatt hit him with that. Sister Abigail gets the, some of the lockers in the back. And that's coming off again, coming off Battleground. Chris Jericho pulled out a huge upset on Bray Wyatt. Um, and I... <laughs> um... I was pretty impressed. I am a huge Chris Jericho fan. Um, even when he's a bad guy, I still like him because um, he's he's that guy you love to hate. When he's good, he's good. When he's bad, he does it so well that you just you love to hate him. And so that's why I've always been a big Chris Jericho fan. Um, but yeah, they had a probably the best match of the night at Battlegrounds. Um, was that Chris Jericho Bray Wyatt match that um, I'm looking forward to seeing future matches with them because this angle is definitely not over, especially them attacking him last night on Raw. Um, like I said, there was no sign of Cena at all last night at, on Monday Night Raw, and um, after Stephanie got arrested and stuff, um, there was a couple. Uh, matches in between. Actually, I got to talk about it real quick. Um, Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz was a freaking amazing match. I have I haven't seen a match that good on Monday Night Raw in quite a while. Um, a lot of people were so, and I saw so much heat online about this. People were absolutely pissed off that The Miz. Um, won the Intercontinental title in that Battle Royal at Battleground. Um, original plans for that match had Dolph Ziggler walking away as Intercontinental Champion. Um, a last-minute board meeting, though, they decided to um, have the Miz win the match because, um, as you know, the Marine Forest is set to come out here pretty soon. He's going to be in a lot of media and stuff over the next, like, few weeks and stuff so they decided what not better promote their intercontinental champion than someone who's going to be out in the media um, good business choice I guess but um, once again um, it shows that WWE um, don't really 
take the fans' opinions into considerations on some of the whack choices they've been making as of late. But um, he is set to feud with Sheamus over the next couple weeks, and then Dolph Ziggler will be coming back into that picture and hopefully picking up that Intercontinental Championship. Um, Dolph Ziggler has gotten such a raw deal by WWE. He, in my opinion, he... Um, he is a top star competitor. He is. Um, he has the potential to be the Shawn Michaels of this generation. He has that spark. He has that charisma. They just um, don't give him that push. They would rather push um, old wrestlers that are washed up like Batista and stuff. They give these new guys the the opportunities they deserve. They say that. Dolph Ziggler's too injury prone, but um, I I myself am a big Cena fan. Um, I know a lot of people out there. There's so much hate for John Cena, but he look at all the injuries he's had and stuff. If you want to say someone's injury prone, fucking look at the face of the WWE. He's been injured countless times. Um, I just think that's a bullshit excuse they use to. Um, cover not giving uh, certain superstars the push they deserve. So if he can get the Intercontinental Champion, stay healthy for a while, hopefully he can get back in the WWE title hunt. Um, he was a... Um, when he first started, I did not like Dolph Ziggler at all, but he has definitely grown on me. He's a, a very, very talented wrestler and hopefully they can... Um, Give them the push they deserve here in the future. Um, Rusev came out and fought the great Kali. Um, I was kind of a story match just because you, as soon as Kali came out, everybody knows that Kali has been reduced to a jobber. Uh, but it's sad because I would like to see them, at least before Kali retires, give them one last fucking hurrah. Because um, when he first came out, Kali absolutely destroyed everybody. He was that Punjabi beast. Um, I don't know how many people remember the Punjabi prison match with The Undertaker. Like He wasn't this pushover that they have turned him into. He wasn't the Punjabi playboy. Like um, I'd like to see him give him at least one more big push. Have him dominate... Um, Instead of being this pushover that they just use to, like I said, he's a pretty much a jobber now, and that's sad because he has all the potential in the world to be up there at the top with the top stars. But moving on, Rusev actually made him tap out, and Rusev continues his uh, streak. And I'm looking forward to, I was really hoping Jack. Jack Swagger would have uh, beat him at the Battleground pay-per-view. Um, but sadly, that did not happen. And the smack talk from the freaking Russians will keep going until someone finally shuts him up. And hopefully that'll be Biggie Langston or someone. Um, a nut... Uh, Get all tongue tied here again. <laughs> Sorry, boot that. But um, 
if you watch the Battleground pay-per-view, another thing people were pretty pissed off about was the fact that the Dean Ambrose-Seth Rollins match did not happen. Um, he attacked... Uh, Ambrose attacked Rollins before the match, and Triple H had him kicked out of the building. He came back later, which escalated to a fight in the parking lot in which Rollins ended up taking off out of the building. Um, the reason that was is because it was another last-moment decision by the brilliant minds of the board of directors of WWE. Um, whoever's writing their storylines really, really needs to get slapped in the, in the pecker because... They are doing a shite job, and it's really pissing a lot of fans off. I read so much stuff about how pissed people are that WWE don't take... They call us the WWE Universe. They say how much how much we mean to them and stuff, but they don't take our opinions into consideration. But um, that... That just proved it right there. By, but the reason they said that the match didn't happen was because they want their first official match to happen at SummerSlam. Um, they got a lot of hype leading up to Battleground, and they want to keep that hype built up until SummerSlam. So um, I can kind of see where they're coming from on that, but still weak decision on their part. Um, moving on, the closing moments of Raw, um, Triple H came out and announced who his new number one contender was going to be. Um, Randy Orton came out thinking it was going to be him, and much to his surprise, ended up getting the hell beat out of him. And all the way backstage, they fought out of out of the arena and ended up leaving, but then appeared on stage um, Paul Heyman and Plan C, uh, Triple H's Plan C, because obviously his Plan A, Randy Orton, and his Plan B, Kane, didn't work to take out Cena, so he brought out the big guns, and in my opinion, John Cena is not walking out of SummerSlam the title because at SummerSlam, he is going to be facing, that's right, the Beast, Brock Lesnar. And I am, I'm on the fences when it comes to Brock Lesnar. Um, I was beyond pissed when he broke the streak. Um, <coughs> sorry about that. Um, I talked about this before. I do not think he deserved to be the one to break the streak at all. But I do think he is going to break John Cena at SummerSlam and take those titles. Um, some of the stuff I've been reading is that supposedly WWE is in negotiations with The Rock right now to bring The Rock back full-time. Um, if that does happen, I will be so happy because right now I hate The Rock. I hate him because he comes comes on and says, "Oh, I'm home." This and that, yada yada yada. Then fucking leaves again and comes back, gets a title shot. Um, 
has the title. Don't even even when he was the champion, he still wasn't on Raw every night or SmackDown or any of the shows every night like the champ's supposed to be. He was still wishy washy until uh, John Cena beat him at WrestleMania. And where has he been since then? Yeah, exactly. Like in nowhere. Nowhere to be seen in the WWE. And that's why I personally hate The Rock right now. If he came back full-time, was there every week, busted his ass, I am a huge Rock, WWE Rock fan. Freaking on again, off again, Hollywood Rock, I hate him. But plans are, because they're in negotiation with The Rock, that leading up to this coming up year's WrestleMania, that it'll be Brock Lesnar versus The Rock. Um, if that does happen, I am pretty freaking stoked. Um, I would love to see that match. I don't know how many of you guys remember, but when Brock Lesnar actually debuted in the WWE, um, he F5'd The Rock. At, I believe it was in a SummerSlam when he uh, debuted. I remember watching it because I was like, who the hell is this monster? Like, he, he when Lesnar started, he straight dominated everybody in the WWE. So if he's back for good and wins the titles, watch out WWE because um, it's about to get real. Uh, like I said, I don't see Cena walking out champion. Um, which brings me to the whole Cena thing. Um, so much, so much, so much hate for him out there. Like, there's a page I'm on on Facebook called PG Kills WWE. And every single admin of this page has, like, a super, like, hard-on of hate for John Cena. Like, every, at least five, six times a week that I'll see something pop up about Super Cena did this or uh, the day he retires and it shows like a picture of like the crowd with a bunch of confetti falling and it's like I didn't realize there was that much hate out there for him but there really is and love him or hate him you gotta respect John Cena he is there every week busting his ass for the company um, he has definitely worked to get where he is today uh, if you guys like I, I know the biggest thing is like oh he's uh, he's the corporate ass kiss he's, he always has the titles but look at your wrestling history back in the day Hulk Hogan was like always the champion Look at the like posters for like the first five WrestleManias. He's on every single poster. He was the the John Cena back in the day, and um, after that, look at the Rock and Stone Cold. Rock, Stone Cold, and Triple H all through the nineties. Those three were forever passing the belt to each other. Uh, you don't think other superstars back then? We're in the same predicament that, oh, we wanted the title shot too. Maybe they should get the push. And that's the same now. It's John Cena, Randy Orton, who are, like, always the champions. And uh, hopefully Daniel Bryan will get better soon. I can't wait for him to return and get those titles back. He definitely 
definitely deserved them. Um, but anywho, um, I am going to wrap up this episode right now. It has been a blast. Um, again, thank you, Selena, for popping into my chat bubble for the short time you were in here. Hopefully you enjoy the rest of the show when you get a chance to listen to it. JT's Rock and Roll Show. Thank you, thank you. Hopefully you will um, tune into some more shows. Um, feel free to hit us up on... Um, I need to create an official Facebook page for WWE Talk. I haven't done it yet. But I have a Twitter, at WWE Talk. Um, uh, follow us on here. I will get that Facebook page set up. But huge, huge thank you uh, for popping in my chat bubble. It's always good to um, see new people in here interacting. It makes, like I said, it makes the show so much fun. Um, like, Hopefully you'll tune into more shows. Thank you to all the listeners out there. Um, I promise, promise it won't be a big gap in between my next episode. Um, if you haven't done it yet, go get the WWE Network. I will forever promote this. They should actually start paying me to start promoting this because the WWE Network is freaking amazing. Hour, over 2,000 hours of just pure awesomeness. I'm still, I'm halfway through watching all the pay-per-views from 1999. Um, 1999 was a freaking epic year in WWE, or WWF at the time. Sorry, I don't want to offend anybody, but um, I'll talk more about that on my next episode. So until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. I am your host, the big Cali kid, Sean B, and this was WWE Talk. Woo-woo.
Comcast Business gives you the bandwidth you need to power all your devices. Get started with 200 megabit internet and voice for $99.99 per month. And for a limited time, we'll upgrade your speed to 300 megabits for no additional cost for the first year with a three-year agreement. Call 1-800-501-6000 today. Comcast Business. Beyond fast. Offering 3120 restrictions apply not available in all areas. New business customers only limited to Comcast Business Internet, 200 megabits per second and one voice mobility line. Regular rates apply after first 12 months. Three-year agreement required. Early termination fee applies. Equipment taxes and fees extra subject to change. Monthly service charge increases by $10 without paperless billing and auto pay.